bring us here tonight, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give honor to Pastor for allowing me the opportunity to speak to you all tonight. Um, if we could open our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23. It says, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. You may be seated tonight. As you're seated, I want you to turn to your neighbor and ask them, what does the word radical mean to you? And if you haven't already, go ahead and answer that question. What does the word radical mean to you? All right. What does it mean to be radical? Today, I asked a lot of people what they think it means to be radical. When they hear the word radical, I asked them, what is the first word that comes to your mind? Some of my answers included wow, power, life-changing, crazy, wild. One girl said she had an image of people jumping and screaming. I heard God's power falling. Everybody going crazy for Jesus, spectacular, phenomenal, sacrifice, praise, awesome. Those are some of our common words that we would use to describe the word radical. If you look up synonyms for the word radical, they include fanatic, crazy, revolutionary, holy, and entirely. Let's keep that thought in the back of our mind. I want to preach to you tonight from the title, What Does It Take to Be a World Changer? What does it take to be a world changer? We see a concept in the Bible of obedience. When we see that concept, we see it as the same thing as hearing. Hearing the word and doing the word are the same thing in the Bible. Because if you hear the word of God, you should do the word of God. If you don't do what the Lord has said, then you must not have really heard him. We see Noah in the Bible, and he's a perfect example of this in Genesis. Genesis 12, or Genesis 6, verse 12 through 22. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with the pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, and the breadth of it 50 cubits and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth, 
to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after every kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every short shall come unto thee to keep them alive, and take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah. According to all that God commanded him, so did he. So we might all agree that if we were driving down Plantation Road and we saw somebody building an ark, we might think they're crazy. If we had to detour off of Plantation Road because the ark is so big, we can't fit our cars through it, we would think, wow, they're crazy. But Noah, as we read in our Bibles, did as the Lord commanded him to do. The Lord spoke, and in verse 22, so did he. Noah heard the word, and he responded to the word. The Lord spoke, and Noah, who had never seen rain, who had never felt rain on his skin, who had never experienced anything similar to what he was hearing was going to happen, took it, and he listened. He responded to the word of God. Noah, with each board he nailed onto the ark, took a faith-filled step, believing what God said was true. Noah listened to the voice of God, and Noah found favor with God. Noah was obedient. Noah's steps were filled by faith with every step he took. People might have thought he was crazy. People thought maybe he didn't hear this right. This isn't going to happen. What is this rain he speaks of? But Noah knew the truth because Noah heard the word of God. Noah knew that God called him, and Noah responded to this call by listening. Noah said, I don't know how this is going to work, but you spoke it, so I'm going to do it. Noah said yes to the call of God. We see this principle time and time again through the Bible. We see the principle of obedience. In James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So let's go back to that word radical that we talked about in the beginning. A radical is a symbol in math. Everything underneath the radical in math gets brought down to its root. What would happen if God examined the root under our radical for every one of our decisions? What would happen if this choice we made was put under the radical symbol? Would the root be obedience to God? Would the root of each, each choice we make be obedience to God so that when we step into our workplace, we're under the influence of the complete obedience to God. When we see a coworker struggling and the Lord gives us a word for them, we speak in obedience to the word of God. 
we speak in obedience to what the Lord has spoken unto us, what would happen if every choice was put under that radical sign? The thing under the radical, no matter what it is, what if it becomes obedience? Whatever choice, whatever action, what if the answer was obedience? Why did you do that, Lexi? Because I was obeying the Lord. What if you hear a whisper from the Lord or a nudge from him to do something? Are you going to obey? I once heard a sermon where a preacher asked the question, and it changed my mindset on the word radical. The question was, what would happen if we changed our mark for success in the kingdom of God? If the mark of success became, are you radically obedient to God? Are you radically obedient to the words of the Lord? If you're radically obedient, then you have success in God's kingdom. What would happen in the church if we changed the mark of success? This question made me think a lot. And I wondered, can I honestly answer this question and say, yes, I'm radically obedient to God. Is the root of every one of my choices being obedient to God? Instead of worrying about what somebody else thinks or what somebody else is going to say about my decision, is my choice because God told me to do it. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 7 through 11, all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, king of Darius signed the writing and the decree now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and in his windows being open on his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before God. I think we all know what happens next. We've heard this story a lot of times, I'm sure. But the men, they assembled. They saw Daniel praying, and they went running to King Darius to tell him what they saw. The king was not happy to do this, but he commanded for Daniel to be thrown into the lion's den. What strikes my attention, though, is what happened after this. After Daniel was cast into the lion's den, Darius did not celebrate because he had thrown somebody into it because the, the treaty that he signed was broken. He didn't celebrate that he had to enforce this. But it tells us that he fasted. In Daniel 6, verse 18 through 22, it says, Then the king went into his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the lion's den, 
he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest, continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent this angel, and he shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocence he was found in me. And also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. Moving down to verse 26, it says, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall even unto the end. Daniel was an example of radical obedience. Daniel radically obeyed what, the God, what God had called him to do and not what man told him to do. And the king recognized his God. When you are radically obedient, people you did not know would recognize your God will recognize him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The lion's den was not a comfortable place to be. The lion's den was not a safe place to be. The lion's den was not an easy place to be. The lion's den was radical. Daniel was not worried about this new decree. He was worried about what the Lord says. He was worried about thus saith the Lord. He was worried about I'm going to serve the one true God no matter what the world around me looks like. I'm going to serve the one true God regardless of what the king says. And because he did that, Darius acknowledged Daniel's God. When he saw that Daniel was untouched, he acknowledged that it was Daniel's God who did that. It was the God that we serve today that did that. Daniel wasn't consumed by the temporary things of this world. He wasn't worried about what he could lose. He wasn't worried about losing his home because he didn't obey. He wasn't worried about anything, about being shamed for disobeying. He wasn't worried about the lion's den. He was worried about disobeying the commandment that thou shall have no other God before the God that we serve. Daniel showed radical obedience. Radical obedience, fanatic obedience, obedience even when it seems crazy, revolutionary obedience, whole obedience, obedience with my entirety. If you take any one of the synonyms for the word radical and place them in a sentence with the word obedience, it works. I want to be radically obedient. I want to be obedient even when others think I'm crazy for it. I want to be wholly obedient. Obedient with the entirety of myself. I want to be obedient to the point where if God tells me to do something, I do it. No matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, 
It doesn't matter if I'm at work. If God tells me to pray with my patient, I'm going to do it. I want to be obedient to the point that I hear the voice of God and what he is telling me to do, and I respond. But what about when obedience sounds something like this? Sacrificial obedience. Obedience that takes you to a place that might not feel safe. Obedience that calls you to pray for somebody even though they hurt you. Obedience that opens you up to judgment. Obedience that costs you something. Uncomfortable obedience. Do you have the desire to be a world changer tonight? Being a world changer requires radical obedience. Changing the world begins with the desire of one thing and a rejection of another. Changing the world says, God, I'm not satisfied with the things of this world. I'm not satisfied with growing my career. I'm not satisfied with growing my house to be bigger and bigger. I'm not satisfied with having the best car. I'm not satisfied with having the most money in the world. I'm satisfied with the things of your kingdom. All I want are the things of your kingdom. And knowing that I can't get those things without obeying God. Changing our world begins with the dissatisfaction of what our world has to offer. If Daniel had bowed down to the king, maybe he would have gotten a position higher than what he had. Maybe if you bow down to the boss at your work, you'll get a promotion. But it sacrifices something in your soul. It's not worth it. It's not worth climbing the corporate ladder anymore. I want to spread the gospel. I'm not satisfied with who I once was, only with you, who you have created me to be. I'm no, sad, I'm no longer satisfied in the shadows, skating by, making it to one service maybe. I want to be wholly obedient to what you've called me to do, God. I want to go to every place you've called me to go. I want to talk to every person you've called me to talk to. But I have to be wholly obedient radically obedient to God to get that. I want to reach the souls that God has put in my path. I want you guys to reach the souls he's put in your path that only you will come into contact with. The souls that you'll come in contact with every day at your normal gas station or your grocery store or in your workplace. I want you to reach those souls because God has put them in your path. But you have to be radically obedient to God in order to reach them. Being radically obedient means that you hear the word they need. They may not talk to you about their situation, but maybe just the smile on your face or the love of God that they feel through you is what they need. Being radically obedient to God creates those opportunities. Being a world changer is saying that my life is not my own, my time is not my own, and my reputation is not my own. I'm going to sacrifice whatever I need to sacrifice. Even if it takes every bit of my free time, I'm going to do it because God told me to do it. Even if my reputation is sacrificed because somebody doesn't agree with it, I'm going to do it because God told me to do it. God, I give it all to you. No matter what it's going to cost me, I'm going to obey. Even if I'm judged harshly for my beliefs, 
I'm going to obey. Even if my friends disagree with me, I'm going to obey. No matter where you send me, I will go. If it's not comfortable, I will go. If it's scary, I will go. Because you've called me. And I'm radically obedient to what you've called me to do. No matter how much it costs me, I'm going to go. No matter what, I will go where you've called me to go because I am radically obedient to what you've called me to do. Being radically obedient doesn't say, I'm going to go, but only if you call me to a beach, Lord. I'm going to go, but only if I get a big recliner. I'm going to go, but only if there's always power and AC. I'll go, but I'm not going to be uncomfortable. That's not what God says. Being radically obedient to God is accepting the call no matter what it costs. No matter how much it hurts you sometimes. No matter what, you say, yes, yes, God, I will go. I will be who you've called me to be. Because in Matthew 28 and 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I will go because you said, Go ye therefore unto all nations, baptizing them in my name. I'm going to go because God said to go. Just because I'm going overseas doesn't mean that that's what everybody is called to do. That's what I'm called to do. And I'm so thankful for that calling. (laughs) But being a world changer is saying, God, wherever you call, if you call me to Fort Myers, I'm going to go there. If you call me to the beach in Hawaii, I'm going to go there. People will happily answer that call. (laughs) But the Bible says, go ye therefore unto all nations. That doesn't mean you have to go abroad. That means you reach your neighbor no matter what nationality they are. That means you reach your coworker no matter what language they speak. Because when God says to do it, you do it. I'll go because when I do, God will change the situation. My scary situation is no longer scary when God is in it. It's saying, God, I'm here. Use me in any way that you can. No matter if I need to give up my luxurious things in life, I'm going to go. No matter if I need to go somewhere that's unsafe, you will go before me, just like you did with Daniel in the lion's den. I'm going to leave the 90 and 9 for the 1 because that's what you asked me to do. I'm going to step out of the boat into the stormy waters because I walk on your words and not the situation that I see with my eyes. I'm going to go because God said to go. It's simply saying yes to the call of God. What is radical obedience and what is our role in it? It's saying yes, God, I'm going to go. Yes, God, I'm going to go. Every situation I walk into, I'm going to go into it with you. I'm going to go into it because you said go into it. Whatever the situation is, whatever it looks like, I'm going to obey. 
I'm going to speak when you speak, God. No matter if people think I'm crazy or not, I'm going to speak what you tell me to speak. Every situation in the Bible that we see, that we talked about tonight, shows radical obedience to God. And every situation ended with the world around them being changed. We're not in charge of how God changes the situation. We're only in charge of how we respond to his calling. Radical obedience brings change to our world. Radical obedience answers the call of God no matter what. Musicians, you can come. I was praying a while back, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I am the God who created the heavens and the earth. I am the God who formed you in your mother's womb. And when I move, you are to move. When I speak, you are to speak. This word is radical obedience to me. It's saying, God, when you move, I'm going to move. When you speak, I'm going to speak because I am radically obedient. When I'm radically obedient, it creates room for God to move in a way that only he is able to move. Radical obedience says, okay, God, I see my situation, but I know that you're bigger. Do you want to be a world changer? Then you must step into radical obedience. Stand with me tonight. Jeremiah 7, 23 says, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. Walk ye all in the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well into you. When we become radically obedient as a church, we'll see revival like we've never seen it before. When we obey God and allow him to order each step, you'll see him move. When we're a radically obedient church, we're a multicultural church. When we're radically obedient, we don't have the space to contain the things that God is going to do. If we become radically obedient, we become world changers. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be a world changer. Let's become a church of world changers and see what God is going to do in our area. These altars are open tonight.
one more time unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt you tonight, Jesus. Jesus. 